Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. You know I'm right. Nick Durst here with Joe Calabrese and Joe. The wrestling world is on fire right now, so we've got the perfect guest. This guy may be perhaps the smartest guest we've ever had on the show. A graduate from Boston College with his bachelor's degree in Harvard with his master's degree. Yeah, he's currently writing for Sports Illustrated. He's previously written uh, places like Yahoo and and Fox Sports. Uh, Really, really accomplished, like you said. And we are coming off possibly perhaps the best weekend in wrestling in years so we're really really excited to have him on we get to talk a lot of fun stuff today justin Barrasso. justin welcome to the show how are you doing today hey coming thank you guys did your homework uh i love the, the bc introduction so that never happened so thank you very much and uh yeah i'm excited I mean, what a what a week uh i'm not sure there could be a bigger one right with crowds back with with punk on friday with SummerSlam rarely on a, on a rare saturday with nxt simone joe on sunday yeah huge uh so i'm excited to get into it with you guys thank you again yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk wrestling, of course. But first, I mean, we want to know about you a little bit here. Growing up, were you a sports fan? Obviously, it seems like you were a wrestling fan. And, and when did you make that decision uh, that perhaps you wanted to pursue a career in, in sports journalism? Yeah, uh, great question. I started off uh, growing up outside of Boston and, and loving the local teams. Like I, I was lucky my father had tickets. I was born in three, but he got tickets. 78. So kind of like the beginning of the bird error. Um, he was able to find great season tickets. And when I was old enough, we'd go on Friday nights together. So to kind of catch the tail end of, of you know, bird, McHale, Parrish, a little bit of Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge, and then Reggie Lewis and um, Brian Shaw was exciting. I love D Brown as a kid. So I love the Celtics. Always love basketball, played and coached for a long time. Um, baseball too. The soccer weren't great during those early years. Um, I loved as a kid, like Cal Ripken, what he's for. It just seemed bigger than the game, even though I was in middle school and he was uh, uh, beating the Lou Gehrig streak. And then, um, yeah, always, always loved wrestling. Always, um, you know, it's funny looking through stuff with um, and it was a picture of my grandparents and I'm in a Ric Flair magazine. So always loved uh, the WWF as a kid and pro wrestling in general. My brother spent too much time watching. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to to be able to, to do something with it. You know, I remember in grad school, um, there were like, uh, it was, a, it was an equal split on, I shouldn't say that it was probably 90, 10 uh, professors that said, you know, wrestling's good for a story or two. And there was maybe one professor who said, I love the idea, like cover something that isn't being covered. Even the long form journalism for wrestling in the last 10 years has tra- changed dramatically. So it was, it's been so much fun to be a part of that, to do something hopefully a little bit different and unique with the sports illustrated brand behind us. And um, yeah, it's been so much fun to cover pro wrestling. Uh, I always knew I wanted to cover sports. I didn't know for sure if it was going to be, I was with the Boston Herald covered the Bruins in their cup when they lost in 2013, covered the Red Sox, uh, but I never knew for sure it would be wrestling. It's been such a, a privilege to cover the business and this history. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, it's interesting. The last 20 years, we've gone from newsletters and magazines like Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and now everything is digital, and uh, you've gotten to be behind that, which is awesome. So at the top, Nick mentioned where you went to school. Uh, So I'm going to ask, what was your first job coming out of school? 
And what was the, the, the job that kind of took you uh, on a career trajectory that you ended up being on? I'll tell you, as a junior in college, I still remember the moment. I remember the friend, senior, when I was a junior, when we were in the Dust Bowl, and she got, came running toward me. And her name was Angela. And I remember her saying that the Red Sox were doing these internships. This is 03. Um, even they lose, you know, the Sox, they lose in a terrible, terrible game seven of the eight. Aaron Boone at the home run, terrible. But that team, that team was, in my opinion, I'll, I'll go to the grave and say this, that team was more lovable in some ways than the 04 team because the 04 team was 500 through June and then they got caught fire and, and won the World Series, won the wild card with the World Series. But that team in 03 was, and it still had Nomar. And, um, that team was lovable in, in a different way. So I remember her saying, you know, these internships at Fenway and um, I ended up, fortunately enough, I, I didn't get the internship. So I, I thought they could add one more spot in and it turned out somebody backed out and I was able to get in. And there was a connection there through James Stewart. I don't know if you, know, you guys know James, but James is big in the uh, Boston sports, but radio, national radio too, in terms of his work as a producer for Felger and Maz. And he's a passionate, dedicated, dedicated, intelligent um, person who covers wrestling as well. So James was pivotal to me getting that internship and, you know, um, starting at family, making contacts. That was three. I remember meeting Tom Ducci. And kind of just what you guys did to me, I remember saying to him, Seton Hall Prep, because I had a roommate who went to Seton Hall Prep and played baseball there. And that's where Tom, and Tom just looked at me like I had three heads, you know, so, um, but I was so in, enamored with his work at Sports Illustrated. Um, so I think when I started at Fenway in 03, I knew that I didn't want to be anywhere else. Um, when I, when I graduated from college, I stayed in sports and um, I've never left. So, and I consider pro wrestling part of that sports world too. I know it's sports entertainment. It's a little unique, but um, I mean, it's, I love the, I'm getting off track, but like the, the, it's been such a viral moment, the gentleman crying in the crowd. This is supposed to go with your emotions. Like that's what, that's what this is, right? Like, I don't see why that's such a big deal. The guy, the guy felt it, right? I mean, I love that. That's to me, it's an pro wrestling so special, but um, yeah, I never, once I got a taste of the sports world uh, working in it, I never wanted to leave. Yeah, so quickly, uh, since you mentioned Verducci and wanting to be at Sports Illustrated, uh, you went from, I believe, Yahoo to Sports Illustrated. You can I never actually wrote. Me. So Yahoo and Fox, maybe they just, I think they've just run my stuff. Right. Work directly. for. So I was at the Boston Herald, and I never wanted to leave Herald in Boston. I love the idea of local news. Like, I can't get anywhere else. Even, even before that, other local publications. Uh, I know the Boston Herald's a little bit bigger, and it's politically, it doesn't, I don't align that direction. But I love the Herald because Killer Kowalski used to write a Saturday column. When I was a kid, I used to love that. Like some weeks it wouldn't, it was like a blurb, but some weeks it wouldn't run. I'd be devastated, right? I'd love to get the, the ink on my fingers. And that's so connecting wrestling to the Herald. And we reached the point, unfortunately, with wrestling at least, where they just didn't want the, the uh, sports editor was amazing. He retired, Hank Hernowitz, and he's made so many careers. Um, he retired and the new sports editor said that wrestling wasn't his focus point. Um, good luck. And so, I mean, I could, I could have, complained or I just, I moved forward. So Sports Illustrated, I ended up making a contact there. Uh, we ran the Bret Hart piece through Andy Gray, who's a huge mentor uh, for me and someone who's been pivotal to my uh, my my career trajectory. And uh, we ran the Bret Hart piece and it was one of the, it was about the screw job. I think we ran that in 2013. And that was the, uh, one of the top 25 most read pieces of the year. And they brought me back for another piece and another piece and another piece. And then Andy said, why don't we do a Wednesday column for SI and, and now in 20, August 24th, 2021, here we are still going. So, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, and you are just you're just cranking out the articles. It seems like you're doing a bunch a week. And 
how did you, you know, also start picking up some MMA stuff? Sometimes I think it's too many every day. Like, uh, <laughs> I let just breathe, but I'm doing the opposite of while during the pandemic, we were running every day, which again, I don't know if is the best thing, but um, for the people who read them, the internet's the wild west. People are clicking and reading and um, agreeing or disagreeing or digesting. I'm so grateful. Uh, and I loved MMA too. Uh, MMA, I got into MMA through Ken Shamrock, where I would uh, I rent like all of those, those VHS tapes. It looks so violent, but kind of under the premise, it was the same as wrestling, even though it wasn't. But um, that was how I, you know, kind of developed a love for MMA and um, I think the two sports or the two fields, two industries connect. Uh, they're both underpaid. They're both underappreciated. It takes a tremendous amount of work to succeed neither. Uh, so I think there's a lot of connective tissue between pro wrestling and pro fighting, even though there are two very different worlds. Yeah, no doubt about it. You got started with Ken Shamrock, people going back and forth between the industries and being megastars all over. So we'll talk about a former UFC Star. Nick, can I say real quick? Yeah. I never understood Dan Severin when he came in. Like, I, you know, being a pro wrestling guy, I just didn't get the appeal. Yeah. You know, Shamrock, I got right away. Shamrock, Shamrock's pivotal at Austin uh, Heart match at Mania. Like, plays a huge role. I'm a huge Shamrock fan. He, you look at him, he just drips intensity. Dan Severin, I'm like, you kidding me? This guy, it was so dull in re- pro wrestling at the time, I thought. And then you watch his MMA stuff, and it was like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't want to touch this guy. Right. Yeah. So, it was such a wake up call for, for a young know-it-all, um, or, you know, kid, we, we all know it all. Right. So, but it was so cool to see a different side of Dan in the octagon or in the cage. Um, he's a different, so yeah, that was kind of my introduction to Ken Sh- So pro wrestling was my introduction to MMA. Yeah. How could you forget, you know, those, those angles back then it was like, yeah, this and you know, I don't know where UFC would be without Ken Shamrock, honestly, but uh, you know, Let's let's talk uh, a little wrestling here. AW Rampage, of course, it's all about Sam Punk's return. Um, you know, it seems like he he wants to be there, but you know, what do you think? If he had it his way, would he still be in UFC and not you know coming back to wrestling? There's just some you know we got to stay off the the IWC here. Their chief people are saying, oh, maybe. You know, maybe he's broke. He just has come back. He needs money, or you know, maybe he, you know, all this nonsense. Why do you, why do you ultimately think Sam Punk made his decision to return to wrestling? I don't believe anything other than it's his passion. I don't believe if 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 Phil Brooks didn't want to do this, uh, and I don't get a look at his bank accounts, but I firmly believe that if Phil Brooks did not want to do this, he for like he hasn't for the last seven years, he would not be doing this. He would still be doing. It, um, some broadcasting in MMA, acting opportunities when they appear. Uh, yeah, MMA, I think he realized, especially in the UFC, it's top-tier talent. Um, he was over his head, but the fact that he did is still pretty remarkable. Um, I think that Phil or Punk wants to do this because he's passionate about it, and he's inconsistent. Ever since Nicky said that he wanted to, quote-unquote, retire, it, it, over the years he said he'd come back if you gave him the right story. And clearly... Um, I think the right story in WWE was come back. That's not what he wanted, right? He wanted something that he could really sink his teeth into. And let's be honest, like I love the trajectory that he would, the, the narrative he was presenting in that interview, that in-ring interview on, on Rampage about how he left pro wrestling when he left Ring of Honor and now he's back. It's a tailor-made story. It would have been unique had he gone back to WWE because it ended on such, such terrible things. Like the, 
terminating his contract on his wedding day. And I you always laugh at the Vince interview on the Austin uh, Network special when he said that was a mistake. You don't make those kind of mistakes. I mean, that was obviously done for a reason. Um, I thought it was surprising he came back to Fox and the studio show with uh, backstage. Yep. But I, I think he's he's built to do something away from WWE. He's still passionate. I know during the call, he said he'd probably get criticized for it. He said he hasn't been doing anything different with his wrestling training. I think he's going to be sensational. And he's working with guys, or starting off with a guy like Darby Allen. He, of course he's going to look great. Of course he will. Mark won't put himself in a position where he's not going to succeed. He's too good. And I know it's kind of a trite phrase to say, uh, restarting a new wrestling war. AEW is for real. They were for real before Punk. And now with Punk, I think they can compete with WWE in the ratings. Not in terms of making money. WWE's, a, you know, Big Man and, and, and Nick Khan, the, what they're able to do with distribution. Yeah. Ever pro wrestling. But I think in terms of ratings, uh, they're only going to get closer and closer with WWE, if not past them. So the number came out for Rampage on Friday in that 10 to 11 spot. It was, I believe, 1.1 million viewers, which in a Friday 10 to 11 spot is really, really good. Wow. Now, Jim Cornette made a really good point, said that AEW sold out the United Center, which is a 20,000 seat facility, on the rumor that CM Punk would show up. And obviously he ended up doing so. The name power is obviously there. People were foaming at the mouth to see his return. But I want to ask you, there are some other names out there who are, are rumored to be heading to AEW. There are three that I have off the top of my head. You're probably thinking of the same three. So all kidding aside, a lot of people would say that a lot of talent in WWE was maybe blocked a little bit. Do you see AEW here within the next six to 12 months? The second show obviously does help. But do you think they're going to kind of start to run into similar problems to WWE in regard to the influx of talent that they keep signing and bringing in? A good question, because I love the format on Rampage, at least the first two weeks, Joe. You know, it, it's four matches or four segments, you know, four really three or four matches. How much more can you do in an hour? Right. Like, I think the, the shows have been action packed. They've been really, really good. But it's hard to do much more in that hour. So you're limited on on Friday nights. They do have a plethora of talent. I agree. So I think it's going to be hard to stand out. But I don't think there's. I'm put this. I don't think there's. It's a different type of barrier in AEW. Um, I think that if you get that crowd reaction, you'll get an opportunity. WWE, there's some more bureaucracy behind it. But you're right, though. Very quietly, AEW's put together a huge roster. And if they had a guy like Adam Cole, which I think is certainly in play. And that's one last tough spot. So what happens then? I agree. It's tough, but that's a good thing. Like the more competition between companies, the better, the more competition within a company, the better too. look at their women's division. I think it keeps getting more and more competitive. That's great for the fan base. So I'm excited. I do think there is something to that question, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that um, you're not, if you want to be top of the card, you're not going to be handed anything. And I think you look at Kenny Omega, he could have, taking an approach where he just asked to be handed the top of the card. Kenny went the long way to a become a champion and in, in, in the face of the promotion. And as champion, Kenny's done something no one else has done ever in wrestling. He's, he's also, you know, representing AEW and AAA in impact wrestling. I mean, Kenny's special. So I, and he, he's not asking to be handed anything. 
he's going out and taking it. So I think that's the approach they want. So I think the more competition, the better. Yeah, I just think a point we're getting to where it's like there's too many WWE guys here and there's not many homegrown guys giving me the chance. We'll see. I think they're playing the long game with Wardlow, which is smart. Um, but you know, there's going to be, you know, Man, too. I, I just don't think, you know, people are probably, you know, coming in getting promised things. Um, you know, look, Andrade probably came in Neville. They thought we're going to be top guys. They're going to be feuding towards the bottom here. We'll see if Ric Flair shows up, if that changes things. Andrade's getting a new manager every week. Vicky Chavo, we'll see. So, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't like the way they're using these older generational people for managing, but I mean, really, what much more can, can I do sometimes? But, you know, if you're going to have if you're going to have these big guys come in like Archer and Cage and Will Hobbs and they're not going to win matches, to me, it's tough to, to build from there. But we'll see. Like, like Joe said, it's tough as time's packed. But, you know, if you got like a guy like Daniel Bryan coming in next month, he needs to go, I think, immediately to the title picture. He he shouldn't be coming in and saying, you know, I want to have a feud with with Adam Page. Like, he should just go for the title. I think he's at that level. Same thing if you have a guy like Braun Strowman come in. I don't know if you've heard where he's going. People saying Dr. Dewey, but he's this big star. I uh, just think certain people, they got to come in. They got to book them properly. Um, and still, I think the best the best guy right there is the franchise, Chris Jericho. Yeah, and I wondered, uh, you said so many interesting things there. I love the old guys as managers because to me, it's so old school. That's what happened, right? The Freddie Blassies, the Bobby Heenans, whomever, the older yep. stars would, would manage. Um, so they're kind of going back in time with that which I like. Um, I think Andrade's a star. We'll see how he's presented in, in AEW. And I agree, switching, shifting managers doesn't necessarily help. Um, I think the triple mania match helped, but how much already, what, a week and a half past? Um, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting. Braun, I think, is a better fit for WWE or New Japan. Um, WWE just worked with Braun so well. I think he'd be great in Japan. I think he's different in New Japan. He he's quietly a very good wrestler. I know he yeah, plays- he is. I mean, his match first versus Lesnar a few years ago was tremendous. Let's just hope that he doesn't come to AEW and join the Hardy brand because he'll get lost in the shuffle with everybody else. I think Adam Smart. Yeah, I, I, he's. I, I actually think he'll be a guy eventually back in WWE. But I mean, to think of like Braun or whatever you'd call him versus Ishii or Braun versus Shingo or Braun versus. Okada, like to be fun matches uh, for New Japan, especially with you know you see with Will Ospreay now, um, and Tanahashi was there, and they're going to really try to build that strong brand on Friday nights at Long Beach. So a guy like that too, I mean, New Japan has a lot of money; they they can afford top tier talent. They have top tier talent. Hey, well, um, I think Braun will be a great fit for them. But again, I think actually he's back in WWE. Um, another guy too is going to be interesting is Bronson Reed or Jonah. Is another guy who's who's fantastic, and I'm shocked he was cut. Um, but I agree, it's tough too when you when you cut that many talents at once. They're all talented they're right for a reason, but you're diluting the the free agent pool, right? So it's tough when if just one person got cut. Uh, even was it last summer? Not this summer, but last summer. Impact Slammiversary had what the seven WWE surprise X WWE surprises. Hey, it, it was well done. But I don't like multiple surprises in one night because it's like a rabbit out of the hat. You show it to me once, we're mystified. You show it to me twice, three times, four times. I've seen it four times now. So I don't know. I'm curious. I think Braun's a, a big, literally a figure uh, acquisition wherever he goes. I, I don't see him in AEW, though. Um, 
And I think Andrade, like you mentioned too, Andrade should be a star. Glad he lost the match to Kenny because if he won, where do you go from there? Like I, I I'll contradict that by saying I like Joe's point about putting, uh, Brian or your point, Brian, right in the title picture if he goes to AEW. But I actually think Andrade is a guy with who needs that chase. Like the beauty's in the chase. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. And Brian, hey, Daniel Bryan's a star. If he comes to AEW, no matter where he goes, he's a he's a benefit for them. So it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan, to be covering wrestling, to be watching wrestling, right? So yeah. we're in a position. But listen, right now it's all about con versus con. Um, Nick Khan, this site, he's getting the releases. He's showing no mercy. If he's releasing uh, his former client as an agent, now Nan Verk, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think it's just him. It's, I, I think it's collective, but no mercy there. But uh, we got, we had some big return to SummerSlam. Uh, you know, Becky comes back. No one really liked the way she was booked there, but it seems like she's going to be a heel, which maybe that makes sense then. But with Brock, you know, what have you heard? What was this in the works? Did maybe Vince call him up this week and was like, you know, we're going to have you there. And what's the decision to like really have uh, Lesnar just, you know, destroy John Cena after the show and it wasn't even filmed or anything? Like, where does, where does, where does everything go from here, real quick? Everything I heard on that, that was John being John. That was John's kind of, uh, swan song that was John just making John is such a team player that's making the product look good he knew he was getting a lot of guys would have rolled out of the ring and you never would have saw him again Cena was it was a team player which I think is a great story uh, Braun and even Goldberg to a point I think you follow the money uh, it looks like I'm, I was surprised at SummerSlam uh, that story was continuing but maybe less so with Saudi coming up and the big paydays out of Saudi so I think that you know the timing with with Brock connects Saudi. I think the timing with Goldberg sticking around connects to Saudi. Um, so I think that you always want to follow the money in these cases. Lesnar helps. I don't know if it's the right time. Like it was great at SummerSlam, but you can't have Roman lose to me, to, at least to WrestleMania. I don't even think he loses at Mania. I think he goes through because I don't think the Rock's back. I think this is a waste of a match in Saudi, but that's where the money is. Um, but hey, listen, I, I've been dying to see Brock Lesnar as a face here. We'll see. Let's just hope that it's not like, oh, Heyman turns on Reigns and and then that'd be I, don't see, I, think, I think that's the long-term plan. It's it's Heyman and Roman together. I I think Brock's short-term back. Um, I don't, and Brock's Brock's not John. Like John Cena is a guy who can carry the company. He worked a house show in the summer of 2020. I mean, he doesn't need to do that. Brock's certainly not doing that. And that's just the way it is. Brock, Brock's not going to work work live events. I'd be curious to see. And Brock can't carry your broadcast like John can. Like, Cena can work the mic. Cena can work multiple yeah. Brock does one thing really, really well. And it's not talking. So I'll be curious how he does, like you said, as a baby face, without Paul Heyman. We've seen Brock Roman multiple times. Multiple times. The roles are switched here. So I'm curious how well they do together. Um, again, you need, you need Roman to win this thing. So it, to me, it's, I think there was more optimism with John because you knew how it would end, how it would go. Then with, I think there's more question marks, not that it can't be great, but question marks with Brock. So this has been great. Uh, we're going to have you back. Uh, I have I one last question for you Please. and then we'll let you go on your merry way. Um, so I, I have been watching the product now for the last couple of months. And I think what you said at the beginning, having fans, I think it's made a world of difference. I think instantaneously the quality of these shows has immediately changed. I think the quality of Raw and SmackDown has immediately gone up. 
there are some people out there who I think have had really strong returns in front of the live crowd. And I want to see if you kind of agree with these couple names and just names that you like or are kind of feeling right now that you think should be on the radar, you know, moving forward here to the, to the end of the year and into next year. Uh, Big E was on the pre-show at SummerSlam with Baron Corbin. And I think what they're doing with the Corbin angle is tremendous. I think Big E, obviously, he's going to be a future world champion with now Money in the Bank, but he had 50,000 people cheering for him on the pre-show, which was great. And I think Randy Orton and Riddle, right now, you could argue them maybe the best storyline in the whole company. Uh, you kind of see Randy talking to Riddle here and there on TV. You kind of see that they're really, really having a great time with this. So uh, I wanted to get your opinion on those people in particular. And if there's anybody else, especially on the, the, the female side of things, uh, who you'd be watching out for here at the end of the year. They got away from the big, uh, the New Day. Great question. They got away from the Lashley New Day story after he decimated Col- uh, Kofi at Money in the Bank in July. But I love the idea of resuming that once the Goldberg thing's finished. Maybe you get Woods get a rematch or Kofi gets a rematch or something. And then that's how you transition Big E over. Because Big E Lashley, I think, is a money match. I think uh, Big E's a money champion. I, I agree with you. He's a guy that benefits from the crowd. It was so interesting to watch after SummerSlam, the special they did on Mania this year. And they really go into detail on how, and he even says it, Cesaro says, this is my moment. Cesaro's done, they've done very little with him since uh, that Mania moment. They went back to the Seth story. He had Roman, but he was just a, an opponent for the attraction, if you will. Um, yeah. Another person you mentioned uh, that's really interesting. Who else did you say that? You said Biggie. You, you piqued my attention. I've already Riddle. Lost, my, lost my train of thought. Riddle. Riddle. Oh, so that's what I wanted to say. I, I Yeah, that's the best thing they're doing. It, besides, maybe besides, besides Roman. But like you can see on Friday nights, they have a direction and a purpose with Roman, you know where they're going. You don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but he's a he's a featured part of the show. I love the Riddle Orton thing because you can tell me right now in the late August that's the plan for Mania. They have a, they have a they have a strong plan and it's going to play out. How many other stars? And they should. Randy Orton should always know in August his Mania opponent, unless certain things happen. By and large, you should have a, a, a you know a sketch of where you're going to go. How many other stars do they know? Like too often, and that was my issue with the Becky Lynch match at SummerSlam. Great to have her back, but it's just these short-term games. The Sasha of COVID. Did, do we know anything on Sasha? <laughs> What's that? Sasha, the Sasha of COVID. Uh, what? Yeah, that's what I, I don't even want to speculate because maybe the back. I mean, I, and where's I, Kofi? Kofi has COVID too. We haven't seen him, or is he playing <laughs> off his injury? I think it's hard to speculate with those things when you don't know the back. But I do think um, the point being, like we know, Wharton and, and Riddle have a plan. It's so good, and they, they've they've committed to it. It's perfect. Like this shouldn't be. It's, I'm not saying it's easy, Nick, but it it shouldn't be overly complicated. Where like you're scrambling every week, like build stories, and that's what they've done with with Real It's worked really well. They benefit too. They have AJ to work with, right? Who's better than AJ Styles? Um, so Lots and AJ tremendous. Yeah, they remind me in a fun way of like I love the technician. I know it's not it's Apple Stars, but they remind me of like. The mania, I think it was 11, which was a lousy mania, but it was when Owen Hart promised he'd have this big partner against a smoking gun at Yokozuna. Rizuna, yeah. That tag team. Like, I love the idea of the giant and a technician, it's a fun team. Um, and AJ, just everything he does is captivating. Uh, but you want, like, if AJ was in AEW, I think he'd look different. He probably wouldn't be in a tag team story, uh, AEW. But 
hey, I'm excited that the crowd's back. I hope we can continue that direction. And uh, I miss a lot. I, I love being on with you guys. I would love to come back. So please ask me anytime. No, of course. Uh, you know, we we always do less words. We always ask to, you know, for you to share and promote whatever you have for us. Uh, I think it was amazing the, the the MMA point that you made before. I always tell people it's very heads and tails, and you get to see that firsthand with all the right to do so. We wish you success with everything. You're doing a tremendous job. We follow writing that you do, and like I said, if there's anything else you would like to share, promote, you know, go right ahead. Thanks again. Every Wednesday, the weekend wrestling on SI.com at Justin Barrasso on Twitter. Make sure you guys give me the link and I'll make sure to put it into Mars column. Excellent. All right, Justin, I appreciate it. And uh, we didn't even nice. get to talk about Elias. I hope everyone's going to be walking <laughs> Elias real soon because he, he is the face of the franchise. They named the company after him. But that's going to do it here for this episode of You Know I'm Right for our very special guest, Justin, and for my coach, Joe, I am Nick. And this has been You Know I'm Right. COVID-19 is still around, but that doesn't mean the Army ROTC programs are not there for you. Earn scholarships for school and pursue the career you want. The leadership developing Army ROTC classes will give any full-time student the focus and resources that can open doors down the road. Start sharpening the skills that will carve out your future today. Learn how at GoArmy.com ROTC. Army ROTC, now accepting college scholarship applications. Visit GoArmy.com slash money for college.